You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. Hi, Spots and Cheap Bops! This is Silicon Steve Valley with Vlad the Impaler. We're talking about the very best, worst, and everything in between here in professional wrestling. Impaler, you are on the other side. How are you looking? Oh, so beautiful. Almost as you did yesterday. Almost as radiant as yesterday. Well, thank you. You know, we, we are filming for our, our Halloween show. So, obviously, I went as the very handsome Tom Brady for this Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Spooky ears. Oh, yeah. I'll have a I'll have a nice spooky Halloween theme going on. <laughs> Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage, is that you? It is me, the Macho Man Randy Savage. The tower, too sweet to be sour. Sky's the limit, nothing but space, oh yeah. Welcome to the danger zone, oh yeah. Macho, from hailing from Sarasota, Florida, beautiful little town on the Gulf Coast of Mexico. Can I ask what you're doing here in high spots and cheap pops tonight? Well, I was hanging out in heaven. I saw that we're having a little <laughs> Halloween show here at high spots and cheap pops. And the Macho Man said, I got to be there. You know what I mean? I mean, Macho Man, I got to say, you are easily the biggest star we've had on our show so far. And I'm honored. That list is not long. No, 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 it isn't. Explain something. I've come back here down to earth to make some things right. Get some things across. First and foremost, I want to see all the macho maniacs stay in school and say no to drugs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Say no to drugs. Is, Is that right, macho? That's what I said. Yeah. Freak out. <laughs> so uh, by chance in heaven, you haven't seen any of the uh, recent biographies or specials about your, your life and your career yet, have you? I don't have Twitter, brother. Oh, no. <laughs> Twitter doesn't go to heaven. No, we do have MySpace. <laughs> we got MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we got LinkedIn depending if we need a job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling better. Thanks for having me here. Sorry I couldn't meet Silicon Steve Valley. Quite frankly, 
To me, he is nothing but a piece of garbage. Comparatively speaking, he's nothing but garbage. He's like a piece of sand in the Sahara! And on the whole desert, Silicon Steel Valley is a piece of shit. <laughs> that's, just, that's sort of harsh words for uh, my uh, partner here at uh, High Spots and Cheap Pop. So I didn't realize there was such a heat between you guys. Can you hear what he said about Eric Bischoff? Nobody says that about Eric Bischoff. No, he gave me a lot of money. <laughs> he did. <laughs> So you still have allegiance to Eric Bischoff because he overpaid you. Next question, yeah. <laughs> hey, Macho. Mr. Sarcasm, uh, you're asking the tough questions. <laughs> like it, brother. <laughs> macho man. Uh, at one time, you were hugely successful as the Macho King. Oh, yeah. With the coronation of with the coronation of King Xavier, does Macho King have any advice for King Xavier of New Day? First thing I want him to do, he's got to stay in school. Oh yeah, he's got to stay off of the drugs and stay away well, from think- Stephanie. Oh yeah, <laughs> no going back after fine. that one. <laughs> no, there is not. And you know what? For the record, I think uh, King Xavier, you mentioned to stay in school. I think he's actually uh, like a, a, a master's. He's gotten his master's in college or something. It's so he's done really well. People came so long. I'm not racist. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Macho Man. On a scale of on a scale of George Animal Steel to Horace Hogan, where does Happy Corbin rank amongst the pan- pantheon of professional wrestlers? Glad the appeal you asked a very serious question that Macho Man wants to tell. The answer to Happy Corbin, I've been through up and down the roads. I'm not a Ric Flair. I've seen the worst. I've seen Mongo. And I've seen you! Let me tell you something. Comparatively speaking, Mongo. Hmm. Oh, not Mongo. That's going to go over poorly. <laughs> Mongo, I can't wait to see you, buddy! That's terrible. <laughs> I just got deported to hell. Damn! Oh, yeah! But comparatively speaking, Baron Corbin is garbage. Comparatively speaking, little cup of coffee in the big time. But he's had six cup of coffees and never made one work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Macho, high spots and cheap pop fans also want to know the following. Who lied more, Hulk Hogan or the carpet in Vince McMahon's office? You know how I feel about Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. He's never been a friend. He's never been a confidant. He's never been anything. He had lust for Elizabeth. He got on cocaine. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Him and his devil wife who likes the BBC. And I'm not talking great brick television. Ooh, yeah.
It's another hot take by Macho from Heaven. Hey, uh, <laughs> piece of garbage. I'm not racist, but he is. Did you hear what he said? I heard. I heard. He's terrible. I go to WCW. I don't get in the Hall of Fame until 20 years after I'm dead. He says the end, Bob, and he's hosting WrestleMania. What's that? Oh my God. Break out. Whoa. <laughs> He, hey, Macho. Uh, he's not a man. Hulk uh, Hogan's not a man. He's a bitch. Man, uh, yeah, I agree. A uh, racist totally bitch. And that's why her, his wife takes it from a bunch of man dingoes with big dogs. Ooh, yeah. The fact of the matter is, she's getting it more than ever she ever got in her life. And Hulk Hogan, he's pissed off about it. He can't do anything about it. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. Well, that, that I didn't doubt. I was wondering about the other material. Um, hey, Macho, uh, just out of curiosity. Why do you think he you said think- the end bomb, brother? <laughs> hey, what do you think of your very own AEW biography that was released this past year? Not on YouTube, brother. Ain't gonna happen. No, no, not ever. Not gonna do the social media. Not gonna do it. Poison's the mic. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing about it, though. Tell me what happened. You know, what happened in my life. You know, know, you know, you know who was one of the main characters of your biography on A and E. Just take a guess. Elizabeth, I'm, you know I'm not gonna play Elizabeth, I miss her. Yeah, Elizabeth was on it. Yeah. However, you get getting trained by a bunch of wrestlers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. That's again. China. Uh, I was talking about China. No. Not China. The- China. Not Elizabeth. China with a China. Oh, yeah. They brought on Bubba the Love Sponge to talk about you for like 20 minutes. Bubba the Love Sponge. Let me tell you something about Bubba the Love Sponge. A no-talent hack! God buddies with Hogan. He's a racist piece of crap, probably, too. Oh, yeah! In the macho man's opinion, to make sure I don't get sued! Oh, yeah! <laughs> this is the macho's opinion. No opinion of high spots or two pops. The bottom line is the Macho Man Randy Savage. You know what I did? I did when they had their little chat about the Macho Man Randy Savage. I challenged Coke Hogan to save kids from cancer. He hates kids from cancer. He didn't fight me. Oh, no. But I got the last laugh because he's canceled and I'm not. <laughs> Guess who all the kids hate now, Hogan? It ain't the Macho Man. It's you. It's true. It's incredible. Long time away, it was. It certainly was, Macho. I just want to let you know and get on the same page with you, but that's as many questions as I have for you. So, whatever you want to do, the floor is yours. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me. My first time back on any kind of broadcasting since I died in a car accident. I'm feeling really good about things, and things are starting to percolate. Things are starting to pop. Things are starting to cultivate for high spots, cheap pops. They're going live in January 2022 with a monster launch on the YouTube channel and a brand new, brand new series on Wrestling News. 
Oh yeah, watch it now. Dig it! Yeah! Break out! And what do you think about their characters moving forward? Um, okay, so this is the third match that they had. Um it's what I expected in terms of the outcome. I expected Cody to finally go over. But what I'm confused about is what the hell is going on between Malachi Black and uh, Andrade El Idolo. Weird pairing. Yeah, right? How this happen? I don't understand. Because I think this might be a situation. Because the other part of this is... Is where where's El Idolo going? Is he still beefing? I mean, he's beefing with the. There's a lot of things that need to be answered, and I don't think it doesn't make any sense. I think it's all going to make sense. I just don't understand where they're going with it, but I think they know where they're going. Yeah, like I don't know. Is like Andrade a member of the House of Black? Like, like how how like why are these two being paired up? Like, and they just. What's what's a little bit even more strange to me was like the week before, Al, uh, Malachi Black is like going against Dante Martin. They have a good match. At the end of the match, Malachi Black wins, goes up the ramp, turns around, gives him the head nod, like almost like, "Hey, I'm about to be a face. Here's some respect." Yep. And then all of a sudden, Andrade is sort of a tweener in terms of being a face or a heel, and now. He and Malachi have some sort of allegiance, and they're both heels again. Now, does this take Cody to to Andrade, and does this take after the blow up? Because what what are they doing the blow up? I think Pack and Andrade are. are this, is this this Wednesday? Or are they going to be at full gear? Uh, I'm not sure offhand. Well, they're going to face one more time, and they might even be on rampage. Let me check it out. But. I don't. There is something majorly planned. There's there's something major planned with all these guys. Right? There's a there there is a three to six month storyline with all of these characters, particularly Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes. I think what you see built building within Cody, and if you listen to what Malachi Black after he lost, and I'm and here's the quote. I'll paraphrase. We'll put it up. What he put on his Instagram today. I, th- I might have tagged you on it on Instagram. You tagged me, damn it! Well, I'll just go whatever it was. And he and Malachi Black, who and he's talked about his character. He's talked Malachi Black has talked about his character that he has something within that has kind of possessed him. The eye is part of his character. The eye is getting bigger and darker and all that. Uh, also, t- to notice is that there's a sickness like a. When your dogs are scared of a thunderstorm and they somehow open your studio door. <laughs> There's no place to lay down in here. I got to go. <laughs> um, Malachi Black has something going on within him. I think he's so over with the crowd being cheered. I think it's just a natural thing that he's going to turn babyface again I, i've made a comparison and i know we're going back a long long time ago probably 30 something years but it reminds me very similarly how the undertaker continued to get cheered even though he was a dark grim evil character he was being cheered so they didn't really waste a lot of time after he had his little year run for about a year and back then a year wasn't that long 
He had a heel run for about a year, year and a half, and then he turned babyface on Jake the Snake Roberts. It seems like that's going to be the vibe eventually with Malachi Black. Also, we still don't know where Bray Wyatt, when the return is going to end. I would be, it'd be weird to have those two in the same company, on the, both being heels. So I think this plan for Malachi Black, he's going to move on and it's going to be cool. But he said, if you think this was about pitting, and then paraphrasing, if you think this was about pitting my shoulders to the net, then you're dead wrong. Congratulations on the seed that I planted within you over the next several months. So there is a definitive, definitive storyline and a definitive uh, character arc for all these guys, including Andrade. So I'm looking forward to it. I just don't know what it is. I mean, how do you connect kind of like a Mexican playboy with an, a guy who's in the occult? Some sort. You know what I mean? How do, you, how do those two guys mix? Where does that relationship bond? And I'm hoping AEW has a plan for that because well, Andrade comes out with like that leather mask thing, which is like a call to like some villain from I forget which universe it's either the Marvel or DC universe, <clears throat> and um, it has some sort of callback to that. So it's almost like some sort of dark undertones there too, you know. So, but I don't know where the hell they're running with this. It's just an odd pairing until we know more about Andrade. We'll see what they do with it. I'm not going to kill them because usually, I mean, they ever had a long story planned out. So far, they've all been pretty good. So, and that's the difference when we talk about AEW and WWE. If this was WWE, I think we have this this PTSD of watching WWE for so long. If something doesn't make sense to us us right away, we're jumping. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing this? But AEW, I'm going to have some faith that this is going to make sense. And I, I think Cody, Malachi Black, and Andrade are all too talented and too much in control of their characters to do something that's terrible. So I think this is going to lead to something big, and maybe eventually that's how Malachi Black does does his babyface turn. I was really hoping for a double turn, but I think Cody is very steadfast at not turning heel right away, at least right away. It's crazy because honestly, man, it's what he it's what he needs to do. It's what the crowd wants is dying for. During that match that he had with Malachi there, it was just like they the fans were like booing him and wanting him to turn, man. Well, because he's yeah, the one when he's a bad guy. And so, yeah, are, so are the young bucks, by the way. The young bucks get the same kind of heat when they're baby faces. Yeah. So um yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it just it seems it's an interesting, you know, even like the the connection to Pac being involved here. Like Malachi Black, Pac, and Andrade, those are three guys that could watch Russell all day. Yeah, and then I, I was hoping to see Cody go in there as like more of a heelish kind of guy, but um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is here, man. You know, and it's almost seemed like Vince, or I'm sorry, like Arn wants, wants Cody to turn as well. But it just, he, he toes the line. Arn's yeah. got a new thing. Yeah, you see that? That guy points the gun now. Yeah, yeah. The guy broke the internet one day, and now he's got 20 new T-shirts out of the deal. Arn Anderson made several tens of thousands of dollars more because he made that Glock point. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, it's um, 
And by the way, like as far as uh, Rampage was concerned, I don't know if we're going to discuss Rampage in its entirety, but if I could bring up the match between Andrade and Pac. Oh, my God. uh, Please do. Classic. uh, Yeah, it was one of the better matches that I've seen because I've gone. I went to my DVR. I watched Rampage. Ended the show with Andrade and Pac, which I thought was an excellent match. It really, honestly, take it for what it is, it brought me back to my NXT days when I fell in love with it. It's like those types of matches. Love that. And by by the way, two former NXT champions. Exactly. So it's just like, that's what lured me and and hooked me in to like uh, NXT. It really reminded me of the better part of ECW that I fell in love with. So seeing these two guys on Rampage on AEW of all things, I was like, man, this is this just feels right. You know, it was just awesome. And um, uh, I really enjoyed that. And then to go from that and I started watching Dynamite afterward. And then that opened up with uh, uh, Brian Danielson against Dustin Runnels. And that was also, to me, a pretty damn good match. I enjoyed it. Yep. I really like like I'm watching that match. Like I just imagine Dusty smiling somewhere, man. And by the way, Dakota Reynolds, daughter of Mr. Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Reynolds, like four of my tweets today, I pitched a storyline where she's going to help her dad uh, go against Cody. I think it's in the works. Tony Khan will talk to her. She'll get back to me. It's a whole thing. We can't. You can't talk too much about it. Yeah, I can't talk too much about it yet. But, uh, it was a great match, and you really can appreciate, and we talked about it last week, one of the things Tony Khan said about Jim Cornette that he agreed with was that people watch wrestling shows to watch wrestlers wrestle. And AEW doesn't lose sight of that ever. And you've got to love that these guys can go out there and, okay, go paint a picture that you guys want to. This is what you need to get to. This is how you got to get there and do it. And it just was outstanding. And it just so weird how within two days you have this weird alliance between Andrade and Malachi Black. I don't think there'll be any kind of alliance with Pac and Cody. That'd be weird. Yeah. That'd be even weirder. Stiffy personalities. Is Cody like, if I may say for a second, and I may be not using conjecture I'd be remiss if I wasn't to say that this feels pretty special. Oh, he's in these big words, and Pax is like, you're a fucking douchebag. Ironically, didn't, didn't they feud? Wasn't Stardust, wasn't Stardust and Neville? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did, actually. Stardust and Neville were mortal enemies. Oh, the irony. Um... Pac was wearing that cute little cape. It wasn't even a full-size cape. It was like a little tiny cape. <laughs> like, what was the point of that? Um, yeah. And then, um, you know what I love with, uh, with that Pac does is when he says Andre- Andrade's full name. Andrade Arinoro. I love it. Yep. <laughs> like, it's just great. There's so many awesome stories. So that great match, we're going to have another great match. Um, we are starting to see full gears leashing up. Tate Conti, kind of surprising. She's getting a women's championship back 
match at full gear against Britt Baker, who right now, I don't think there's a better woman performing in professional wrestling than Britt Baker right now. Every time she's on the microphone, she's gold. Every match she is in is gold for the most part. So she's now going to face Tay I think it's a good match for Tay Conti to get her, her name elevated. And that's what Britt Baker is going to do now. You're going to have to use her to get these people elevated. Again, I think that their division is definitely on an ascension, particularly where it was the first couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of, that, speaking of uh, women wrestling and, and like, the Tay Conte thing, what did you think of the Penelope Ford and um, – Actually, it wasn't Penelope Ford. Who was it? Anna Jay against uh, uh, Brett Baker overall in terms of it being a match. It was one of the better matches, I thought, for Anna Jay, personally. Yeah, Anna Jay, she's only been in the business for two years. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that. Um, Anna Jay, she's very young. I saw pictures where she's not dressed up like a red WWE. She looks like she could be a high school. Yeah, I saw a picture of her today. She's not the Jericho. So like, she looks like she's 12. <laughs> but she's obviously one of the leaders of the Dark Order. So uh, she's someone that's going to be very good. I think she's come a long way. Again, this women's division, for some reason, they relied heavily on the Japanese uh, entities the first like year, I would say. I mean, look at Rio and Shida in the first, I would say, what, two, almost year and a half. Those were, the, you know, the primary two title holders. So I think once I mean- they let. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to debate that because they literally went from uh, Japanese women wrestlers dressing like Fred, Freddie Mercury to having Britt Baker as a champ. Now, it is truly worlds apart. Yeah, and now the women's division—you feel it. They have a. T, they're having another TBS title tournament starting, which most people think Jade Cargill would win. Um, but it's it, it. It's starting to percolate. It's starting to cultivate. Things are starting to pop. Things are starting to look good in the women's division in AEW. Much better. And I bet their tournament is going to be more than one minute apiece. Yeah. Freak out. I got hey, uh, while we're on the topic, man, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm going to go and be a little bit um, uh, of like a, a contrarian here in terms of Ruby Soho. You don't like her? Not a, Not a fan. Not a fan. Can I tell you why? Too many tattoos? No, I don't even care about that. Her you're you're a little bit turned off by the tattoos. You don't like that, that many tattoos. Admit it. Um, it depends. With her or no? You think she's? You think she did it? You, you think she did it to get attention? Uh, did what? Get tattoos? Do you think that she has daddy issues and she's doing this to get attention? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I, what I'm going to say is Ruby Soho's in-ring persona revolves around her sticking her tongue out during the match. Go and do, do go and do a drinking game. Oh, I'm sorry, do a some other game that's involving her sticking her tongue out, and you'll be intoxicated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do a drinking game, and every time she sticks her tongue out, you got to do a shot. And I swear to you. By the end of the match, you're going to be obliterated. You might have to go to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. It doesn't matter if you stick your tongue out as long as the people believe it. Yeah. And, and, they, and I'm just watching. I'm like, oh, okay. And then, honestly, her matches aren't really – they don't really do it for me. There was a pretty bad botch in that match as well. 
between her and Penelope. I did. So, I actually didn't. I did not see a bulk of that match when it was on. I was listening to it, so I didn't see it. Um, the crowd seemed like it was okay with it, um, but I ran back downstairs. Uh, uh, I didn't see all of it. I saw the finish. I thought it was okay, but I- I'm with you there. I-, I don't love her. I think that the reason she came up to you so popular is because her story, she's such a celebrated person throughout the industry. She was in her backyard in Chicago She's a was on the indies for a while. Um, yeah. It was kind of like a homecoming to her. And honestly, man, I, I've seen a lot of interviews with her. Ruby Soho just seems like a very, really good human being. And so I think a lot of people that that's part of it. Um, I'm with you. I don't. I never got her that much either. I always like Liv Morgan the most out of the Ruby. Yeah, I, and I'd agree with that too. And then the whole Ruby Soho and Red Velvet alliance that we got to be looking out for now doesn't do anything for me i I don't think it'll be an alliance i think you're just gonna kind of get down right now but we'll see we'll see what happens i think you're gonna see the the tournament the the tournament i think this tournament could be very big for the women's division when was the last time you saw a legitimate tournament for a championship and actually i'll take a step further when was the last time in a major company you saw a legitimate tournament and I'm not calling the Queen of the Ring a legitimate tournament because your average match was under two minutes. Yeah, I, I don't count that either. That was a joke. It was, it was a it was, dog and pony show. It was exactly it was it was it was pandering at the very least, and it was unconscionable at the very worst. Yeah. But, um, and it's not like they didn't know they were doing it. The internet was killing them the entire the entire fucking tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about American Dragon against Dustin Rhodes well, we, a little bit further? Well, I do. And then the other part I wanted, wanted to get in, I actually, before we do that, I wanted to get into MJF. Wow. Yeah, it was a great promo. Great heel promo. For, what was the worst line? Was it the Lex Luger line or was it the people that was really who. Bad. Deal with their problems by incest and gun violence to the Floridians. Yeah, he, he had a couple ring, like uh, a couple of uh, bombs in there for that Florida crowd, and and just oh, man, where he was going with it, he just there's nothing that's out of bounds for him. Holy no, he crap! Didn't. He does not give a shit. Just like your pal Lex Luger, and then and he wouldn't even let him get the wheelchair thing out. Like he just. <laughs> Yeah. And now his music hits now. He has this very recognizable music now. He yeah. hits as soon as that hits the crowd, the booze. Yeah. But you know, every single person is going to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. incredible. And I, and I don't want to, I mean, it was a pretty obvious way they were going to go about it. They were going to have, uh, they were going to go through, they were going to attack Darby through Sting. Which I think we mentioned a couple. Of weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to see what else. Is that the worst that's going to happen, or is this going to get worse? I, I have a feeling. Look, they got a few weeks to go. I think MJF. It's going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse, and then the other thing you have to watch out for is what's going on with Wardlow. 
Yes. He could be. He could be the. He could be something that you know changes the uh, the direction of that feud. Do you think they're doing it that quickly, or they think a buddy angle? Um, you know what? They'll probably do the accountability buddy thing for a little while, but they're, they're really building to, up. Yeah. yeah, they're going to try to build. You know, build up on that a bit. Um. But there's something definitely looming there, and I and I almost think you're going to see like a reinvention of Pinnacle there, um, because I, I if I had a guess, I don't think you're going to see Wardlow in there for the long haul, meaning within the year. And I question oh, yeah. whether or not, and I, and I question whether or not FTR is going to be there. I don't know about that. I don't know what you're in her circle. I mean, so you're just then you're essentially just Pinnacle. Five guys in there. I'm talking about yeah, Pinnacle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, FTR is down. I mean, that's weird. I don't think you have a pinnacle without FTR. I think FTR is secondary to MJF and that faction. And I don't think it's close either. So I think the pinnacle needs a little bit more of a run before they consider it a decent faction. I mean, I know they went toe to toe with the inner circle, but they, you know, I. That might be a situation where the sum is greater than, where the parts are greater than the sum. Listen, the only way FTR leaves is if something like the Horseman comes along, which you brought up last week where um, MJF was selling um, FTR's services. Then you also have yeah. Wardlow, getting, Wardlow getting annoyed with them. And and honestly, like you saw like Arn trying to get a little bit more heelish with Cody. So I just, I just feel like there's something brewing here. And Truth is, Pinnacle is always going to be MJF and whoever the hell he wants in that group with them. Oh, sorry. I just didn't my fan off. My fan was on. It's all good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know if they start this Pinnacle without it going to have a little bit of a run. I think MJF wins the championship off of Hangman. I think he's the one that takes it off of Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, when hangman, if hangman, if it was me and my crystal ball, I'm saying hangman, Kenny loses to hangman and hangman within maybe not, I wouldn't say revolution, but maybe double or nothing, or maybe even on a, a dynamite MJF wins the world championship. I think that does happen. Yeah. He, it's deserving. It would be a hell of a few too. Yeah. And they've already wrestled each other a thousand times. Okay. But they haven't run wrestled. It doesn't matter how many times they've wrestled because no one ever saw it. Right, right. You know, that's the cool part. A lot of these things are probably stories that they've already told, but no one's ever saw it. So it's still fresh for all of us. Yeah. Um, so I, it's it's going to be great. But that just continues to show you that the gauntlet was thrown down with Darby Allen in regards to MJF. And how do you go after Sting? MJF, you go after Sting. Uh, Ward Dog. That will probably be the case. I can see MJF actually losing to Darby, uh, but somehow MJF is going to get a title shot, and I think all his redemption will come when he wins his championship. Uh, but Wardlow is going to be a monster babyface. Wardlow is one. I mean, there's so many guys on the mid card that you could see being world champions or major major stars. There's so many guys in the mid card that you look three or four years down the road. It's very similar to the Attitude Era when you had guys like. Jericho, Jericho, and you had 
sorry for saying his name, but you had Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Christian. You had all these great talents on the mid card. And it was just a matter of time before like the cream, they rise to the top and they want to become a having legendary Hall of Fame careers. So I think you're seeing a lot of that in AEW, and that's what's really exciting. You have all this greatness happening right in front of you guys, like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, CM Punk, you know, the list goes on. All the major players that are currently in the main event. And you can even include MJF and the other three pillars. But they have so many other guys that could be major, major players. Adam Cole you can put in that. Because he's only 32. There's so many guys that are going to be there for that could be there for five to 10 to 15 to 20 years. And it's just really exciting. And and um, I think MJF is going to be the first one to world, win the world champion out of the four pillars. And he deservedly so. I also think he's going to be the one to test free agency and and drive his price up like no other wrestler has done in a while. Well, I don't know if you've heard, he was doing the circuits this past week and MJF had a couple interviews and he said that he, you know, Tony's going to have to park up, you know, cuff up the bucks. But if Vince McMahon's still alive, what would you think he would do with a guy who's not 200 pounds? MJF is a small guy. He might be 210. Uh, That would be a talent that could hurt AEW if he went to WWE. They wouldn't let him say any of the things he was going to say, though. Uh, MJF is wise enough to work within whatever boundaries they give him. Would it be the same? No way. But is he going to play one? And again, my opening statement was, I didn't say WWE was signing him. He's going to go and play both companies against each other, and he's going to become a very rich young man. He already is rich. I don't know if that's shoot, though. I don't think it's shoot. Uh, above and beyond. You know, like, legit contract. And he deserves it. He, he's doing something completely different than no one else has done. He's not acknowledging that this is a work. He's, he hates. He says he hates the word heel. When you interview him like a professional wrestler, you have to interview him like the character MJF because he doesn't. He won't. He won't not talk to you like it's not real. Right. MJF is who this man is. This is the way he treats people. This is who he is on a daily basis. He has committed to this character to the point that is extraordinary. It's almost reminiscent of uh, the prestige when the dude cut off his finger. I mean, he's got to go out through his life and act like a complete jerk-off scumbag to all these different people for the use of entertainment. And you got to wonder if he'll ever have a moment, you know, 20, 25 years from now where he's like, oh, and he breaks character and he becomes this really nice guy. You know, it's interesting. It's just because no one else is doing what he's doing. Nobody else has done it in recent memory. Yeah, he's ahead of his time. I mean, and he's doing the old Roddy Piper. I mean, he's like, look, these people have to believe in who I am. These people have to believe I'm the this biggest piece of shit on the face of the planet. And he makes you believe it. And he says whatever the hell he thinks is the most offensive, hurtful thing he can say. Yeah. And it's always some of the best television I I see every week. He's the what he referred to himself as the past, present, and future. Macho Man used that one like 30 years ago. I saw that in an interview today. Yeah. 
of the past, present, and future. Yeah. Nothing is nothing. Yeah. So we're absolutely excited about that. Um, Kenny cut a pretty nice promo toward the end there. Anything you saw in particular with the elite? Love seeing them together. But nothing um, special. It was not a... What, was, what I thought was great was they, there was no Gals and Anderson because the deal breaking up with Impact. They're not necessarily going to be kicking open the forbidden door as much over there, if at all. They gave Impact enough, Rob. It's done. No, no, but it's still it's good that we're not going to see those two doofuses. You do that. I with. tell you what, they don't need them anymore either. I mean, it seems a little crowded when they're out there now either. Adam completely. Yeah, completely, man. They don't need to be out there. And they're stupid, too, because right? it's like yeah. you got these four really cool guys, and then you got doofy dude jerking off in the corner all the time, and then the other yeah. guy just talking about him jerking off in the corner. Yeah, there you go. So I was happy to see that. That was the best part of the promo, I thought. You hated Gallows. I do. <laughs> he's, he's awful. And, and you know when I when I heard that news about when I heard that news about Impact, I really uh, I'm hoping that uh, what's uh, Wyndham Rotunda does not go there because of that. That is the rumor, but I don't know. I mean, you're, if you're on impact, you're only you're, you're only wrestling in front of a couple hundred people. Yeah, you're only getting to about two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand people. Um, only about a point oh something in that demo. So mm. I don't know if you're a talent like Wayne Rotundi, do you really want to go there where you can kind of be underutilized just because people won't see you as much. Yeah. If they're not going to have a partnership with AEW anymore, it makes no sense for Rotunda to go there. I thought maybe he would go there a little bit, kind of get his character over a little bit, and then he comes over to AEW if they wanted to do that. But if there's no more working partnership with them. Yeah. Yeah, I would not go and bottleneck himself in that. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. That might be a rumor floated. I mean, there's so many ways people can play around with the internet these days. Look at the hit piece that's on Charlotte Flair. I mean, there, there is a narrative that is going around as a hit piece to absolutely assassinate her character. That's how the internet is. So maybe somebody, just like AEW, leaked CM Punk showed up. Maybe this is another leak that might be false that why it's going there. I think a lot of times you got to, if you were a guy who, a major booker of a company, you wouldn't you want to kind of try to stay ahead of the internet wrestling community? Because I tell you what, nothing gets by those swell folks. They're sharp as a tack. They are. They're they're about as nice. They're, they're about as soft as a tack as well. Oh, very mean people sometimes out there, but some great people too. But um, you know. But uh, to me, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be. It just continues to get a become a better product with. Him bringing that up with Hangman, talking about Kenny, Kenny bringing up the Hangman stuff with about his confidence, that's going to be the play. That's going to be the whole battle of the whole thing with Hangman is his insecurity against Kenny. And I like how Kenny brought that out, and that's going to be one of the best matches ever. I, I mean, they had – what? remember that banger they had last year in full gear? And that, that and, they knew, 
And they knew where they were going. They knew a year ago they were going to end here. So this, oh, is, this is pretty exciting to be able to see this, this culmination and uh, see these promos and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, there you go. Now, American Dragon, Cody Rose, or Dustin Rose. How good is yeah. how good is Brian Danielson as a wrestler now? Now, now that all the all of the filters are off. Yeah, he's great, man. He, like I, I'm, I'm probably going to get myself some American Dragon merch, man. I'm I'm a fan of what he does in there. I like how he's a badass. Yeah, and that's what he said. He's like my character in WWE. I was the underdog. I was a guy always go uphill. Here, you legitimately think, especially with AEW, with it not being a, as big of a company. He's not the smallest guy anymore, or one of the smallest guys. He can go in there and literally fuck you up, no matter how big you are, no matter how small. And it makes sense the way he does it. And yeah. the only, again, the only guy on his level, I didn't know how good he was because he didn't wrestle this um, kind of shoot wrestling in WWE. He relied right. on his tactician. He was more of a hybrid than a tactician, I would suggest. Yeah. A lot more striking. And he strikes well here, too. Um, but here he's definitely more akin to say a Zack Sabre Jr. out in New Japan and mm-hmm. I love that thing where he does the thing with the hand he's working on the arm yeah, and then, then he stomps it yeah. oh it's great and, and it's cold and calculated um, and he's not a true baby face this is not no. this is not that guy no this is not the yes chant guy um, C C C <laughs> And it was a good finish, and it was a good match. Dustin Rhodes can still put on a great match, uh, clearly. And, and you know what I was going to say about him? It's amazing that it's 2021, and he's still relevant. And he deserves to be. Yeah. I like I like him better than Cody. <laughs> I like his entrance better, even. That entrance yeah. music I love. Damn. <laughs> Badass. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it, it's amazing he's this age, and it's like Dusty Rhodes' son is out there, and and you know what? Like the way he acted, his facials that he was dealing with with Brian Danielson, like like he was like this old man questioning it. He should even be going on in this match at a few points. Yeah, you know, it was just it was just like you know one in the chamber. I'm just going to give him my best shot, and that's what you know that's what he conveyed. It was just a really good professional wrestling match. Yeah. And Danielson, I mean, you look at what he's done already, and he's only been there. He's only been wrestling there for six weeks. Look at the bangers he's had, man. He, Daniel Garcia, yeah. Minoru Suzuki, and he was legendary, if you like that kind of match. Kenny Omega and his match, clearly, if anyone forgot about that one. And this one with Dustin, and he had another one that I forgot about that was an absolute brilliant one, too. Um, did he wrestle? He wrestled Bobby Fish. It was great, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. So Brian Danielson, he's trying. I mean, he if he can win a, cha- he's not going to win the championship. But if he wins an AEW championship, he would even be considered to be wrestler of the year, despite working in two different companies. And I don't know if anyone's ever done that before, because he would have he would have main evented WrestleMania, and he would have. But I don't think he, the it's in the cards. Even though he might win this chat this tournament, it's gonna be interesting, man. The way this tournament's lining up. And then, um, since we're talking about the tournament, you had Kingston against Archer. What's think of that um, that uh, botch that Archer had there, man? I am. Uh, this is honest. Uh, Murderhawk monster Lance Archer. 
love the guy and uh, looked very scary. Um, looks like he's doing okay. He's tweeting in good spirits. Um, but I felt I, I was really worried for him because as a human being, I think he's a good, good, good human being. And I really, and I really like Lance. Today we're talking AEW. We like to get together at least once. We like to get together a couple times a week, talk professional wrestling. We did our WWE. Check that episode out. That dropped yesterday. Today we are talking about AEW, getting us ready for AEW Dynamite tonight, which I'm super excited about. And AEW, not a whole time. Danielson going against either or, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you saw. It's going to be interesting. And it was a very interesting promo cut during what they've done a good job of doing. It's the old WWE trick is have a show related to the WWE right afterward mm-hmm. and then keep them there. First break, you're getting an interview with Brian Danielson and, and Eddie Kingston. And I don't know if did you see that segment. Did you, were you able to see that? Well, essentially, Eddie Kingston was being bothered by Tony Schiavone. And Brian Danielson was we were both of them. And Kingston really didn't want to play. He didn't like, I didn't really want to talk. Brian Danielson said, essentially, Eddie Kingston didn't do any work outside of the ring. And that's why he's never been a champion in 20 years. And it makes him really angry because he's so tough and he can be so good, but he wasted it because he didn't do any work out of the ring. And that's great. And at the end of it, he said, He's not going to be able to work hard enough this week to make up for the 20 years he didn't. That's great. And then you talk about a shot. Wow. It seems like there's some truth in that, too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, these guys know each other. These guys have wrestled together. And... There probably is something to that. I don't know if Brian Daniels would say that to a dude's face. He's like the nicest yeah. human being outside. Um, I think that's something that Eddie Kingston has probably owned. A lot of people feel that way, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. you know, I Eddie Kingston is a very interesting human being. And I started listening to an interview with him. He's a very real human being. Uh, I think I mean, and you when you listen to an interview to see who the guy who he is now, who isn't really the guy on TV, you talk about it. He basically said the guy on TV is 17-year-old him. And he's like, that guy hasn't been around for a while. Right, right. Kingston, uh, he seems like a real good, genuine guy. And yeah, but to your point about Danielson being kind of a badass, kind of a dick too, kind of a heel promo, even though the way he said it was out of anger because he cares about him. It makes me so mad. You could have been so good. And you're in my way. Yeah, that's great, man. I got to go and check that out. Yeah, Brian um, Danielson is not fucking around in AEW. Yeah, because my thought is, like, this is going to lead to Danielson against Moxley. And I could see, like, what's that? It has to, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. It's like, but I'm wondering, like, after Kingston Danielson, is there like a moment of respect where Kingston's like, "Yeah, shit, you know, you got me." Does Danielson then, turn heel? Is this are we going at this the wrong way? Uh, I don't know, like, because the Moxley promo is kind of weird too to me. Like, you know, well, let's get into that. Kid. Yeah, like, hey, go for it, man. I mean, I just I thought it was a bit like. Is he heelish or is it, oh, I'm just doing this because of my kid? And, you know, is he going to go full-blown 
monster. It was weird. It was almost like now maybe that we thought it was the obvious thing that Moxley was turning heel. Maybe it's not, it's not what's happening. Maybe that's part of, because he came out and said, hey, look, I'm always real with you people. Mm. And Moxley has had the living shit beat out of him the last year. Deathmatch recently. Yeah. But not only that, I mean, you look at the match with Kenny. There's been matches, the death matches with Kenny. The death match with Kenny, despite the lack of the explosion, still was a very tough match. The lights out match with Kenny. All the matches he's had with Lance Archer. The matches, you know, the matches he's had with Minoru Suzuki over the years. You know, Moxley has really shown you how tough he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know now, man. I could see seeing that with Eddie Kingston, and then maybe he attacks Kingston after the bell. That's going to be the telltale sign how that plays out. What do you mean, Eddie Kingston? Um, it's inter- I don't know how that's going to work out, but I think it's it's definitely an interesting thing to see Moxley and Daniel Bra- uh, Brian Danielson. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson in the finals. That's going to be a classic match. At a yeah. Unless you think Orange beats Moxley, that's going to no be, way. It's going to be. And the thing is, they've done such a good job of protecting John Moxley. I mean, has the guy actually lost a match without any kind of bullshit? Right. I mean, he's been as protected as anybody in that company. It's true. You know, so I don't know how he loses this tournament without something weird happening. Does Dan, does Brian Danielson make him tap? Is he the one? Because he did mention that he's starting to think about his body as well. Yeah. So maybe it's part of the, there's a Moxley character shift here where he does start thinking about the future a little bit. Maybe it's the cattle mutilation, your favorite move, gets put on him and he starts tapping like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> ah, that's a fucking cattle mutilation. That's a cattle mutilation. This fucking sucks. And by the way, they've mentioned it. Uh, Brian Danielson has not used the same finish in any of his matches. Yeah. He's an artist out there, man. How incredible is that? It's amazing. It's like, and again, this is a guy who was in WWE within the last WrestleMania. Yeah. He had Adam Cole there. He could have been working with Brian Danielson as well. Um, my God, man, it's just, it's crazy. It's an embarrassment of wealth. It is. You know, it's funny. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole very easily could be main eventing a, a, an ADW pay-per-view within the next year. That could yeah. happen. Right. And a WWE wasn't sure what to do with either one of them. Oh my God. It's such, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment, man. And you know what? Like Daniel Bryanson, uh, Brian Danielson is not holding back on on some of these bumps. I mean that that superplex that Dustin Runnels hit hit him with. And how about that shot from Suzuki? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a legit shot to the head, folks. You can't mm-hmm. fake that. <laughs> I mean, right. He sold it great. Don't get me wrong, but he really fucking hit him in the head. Yeah. 
So that's what's interesting to me. And, and you wonder, too, and I always had a little conspiracy theory in me, always wondered if WWE wasn't being 100% truthful with Brian Danielson's health because they were afraid he kind of got in the way of some of their plans on more than one occasion because of his popularity opposed to who they wanted to push. They ruined Roman. I mean, he, he ruined him getting eliminated in that Royal Rumble when Royal Roman Reigns won was what buried Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's true. When he got eliminated with like 10 guys left. That was a thing, too. Danielson didn't even last to the bottom. Don't even have him in the friggin' match at that point, then. Don't even have him in the match. Have, have book him in something else. Yeah. Because that was a no, no baby face was walking out of there doing what they what the job was supposed to do. But that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, Moxley's weird. I think we were a slam dunk that he was turning heels soon. Now it's like seeing this promo with Kingston, seeing Moxley's last promo, it gets you guessing maybe it goes the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm thinking, I don't think they're going to turn Danielson. I always say it wrong. Is it Brian? Bro, Daniel, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson Brian heel here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think Moxley is going to probably be the guy that toughens up. Um, I, I think what we're going to see is probably a prelude between Danielson and, and Kingston and see how that goes. And I think from there, you'll see how maybe Moxley would react and be different than what Kingston is. So, um, but man, what a great main event for that tournament, either which way. Yeah, it's great. I, I would suggest that Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston wouldn't be that cool. It would be, but. Yeah, not considering what else is going on. Yeah, that's the only thing. There's like no chance Eddie Kingston is winning, and there's very little chance that Orange Cassidy's winning. Yeah. You know what uh, grinds my gears about Lance Archer? <laughs> the whole like. Die? Grab- no, grabbing the random people and, be, you know, like the cameraman or whatever and getting them and throwing them around in the match. They're in his way. What do you expect? Uh, oh, my God. It's part of his de- – whatever. That's a nitpick. I'm, I'm sorry I can't nitpick a guy. Guy almost died. Okay. Guy almost died. He's laying in a hospital bed somewhere getting fed cereal through a straw, and you're mocking him. Sorry. I'm being true to what I like. Jesus, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Eddie Kingston won. Which, by the way, if you go back a year ago, folks, he would not have been saying that. No, hell hell is frozen. I hated him. Hated him. You did. He's from Yonkers. Well, because we didn't really get how this guy was challenging John Moxley. He was this big fat guy that looked like a plumber. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the plumbers union, like the local official trying to go against Dean Ambrose at the time. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like my, my, my WWE based mind couldn't fathom the fact that this plumber union official is challenging Dean Ambrose. You know, he didn't really work that hard outside the ring the last 20 years. In any case. Yeah, and then I'm hearing that. And that's even more obvious now. <laughs> you're so tough you're so talented but you're a piece of shit <laughs> it's all it always comes back to that you just leave you always got a call back to that you enjoy that so much 
Ice, yeah, um, other things going on. Hey, Sean, Mi- what about Sean Michaels? What do you say? Uh, about we him? did that. We did that last week. We don't need to do that again. Um, other things going on in AEW. My the the greatest luchador tag team of all time. FTR are officially within a program with the Lucha Brothers, and I can be on. I can not tell you how happy that makes me. It looks like, and it was funny because all the internet, these, these jerk offs who didn't even watch the product who doesn't, don't watch AEW, but they figure since FTR is not in the championship scene, then they're not doing anything valid. They were in the middle of a major storyline, building a, a faction that included two of the biggest names in wrestling with Jericho and MJF. And now also you can throw Sammy Guevara into that. That's what they were doing. Um, and I'm really excited to have them back right in the middle of the title scene, which is exciting because a lot of people were saying, oh, they're wasting FTR. No, they weren't. They were building their characters and, and in turn building other people's characters, including Pride and Powerful, to help this tag team division grow and just base it around the title. You need, you can't, you need, that's why WWE runs into problems. How many times you had to see two tag teams in a really good feud that wasn't for the tag title? So, Never. You know, anyone that shits on AEW, it's like, hey, guys, they only have so much TV and so much time to do all these stories. They'll get there. You got to be patient. So um, I take a lot of the criticism of AEW right now with a grain of salt because half these people that criticize AEW don't even watch the product. Hmm. Are you saying these are WWE plants? No, no, I'm just saying people on the Internet, you know, Twitter, on Twitter. People that right, right. So they so they don't watch and they love WWE and they get on their smartphones and they start preaching the uh the negativity towards AEW, hoping people still watch WWE. Is that what you're thinking? I don't know what it is. I think they're they're just protective because and and this is an interesting and it's cool. We can get into this real quick. Because yeah, I actually didn't want to get into that with Crown Jewel, and we can kind of parlay this into this is okay. how the crowd in how the crowd is involved with this. Um, You know, the crowd is a major effect of how a show comes off. We know that. Crown Jewel, we talked about it. Their crowd, because they're not as smart, or at least they're still naive enough to believe in the magic that WWE wants to peddle. You know, this 1996 pre-NWO bullshit kind of booking that they're doing right um, it's even a high, it's not even that it's even worse than that um so oh my god where did this first start man i'm so sorry all right talking about right. wwe the, the crowd at crown jewel yeah but where did i go with that that was starting with uh we're talking about aew sure. ah fuck it fuck yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah, I remember. So my, my point here is, is that there's a lot of anger on both sides, Vlad. And if you, go, if you ever go on Twitter, you'll see this. There's anger on both sides. And the difference is, is that the people that are shitting on WWE are people who do watch WWE still or have watched WWE and said, I'm not watching it anymore because it's bad. I've seen it over and over and over again. There's a lot of anger. Professional wrestling, as we know, it was taken away from all of us for over, well over a decade and a half. Right. So there's a lot of resentment towards world wrestling entertainment. 
That's where that resentment goes. This anger towards AEW is because I guess people feel like, well, you're attacking part of who I am. I mean, there's people who only know WWE. The only professional wrestling they have ever seen in their entire life is WWE. John Cena is the greatest wrestler ever, if that's the case. Randy Orton, top two or three. And we know that those guys aren't top 10 or 15 or even 20 talents ever. Cena, maybe. Right. You know, in a lot of ways. Um, and I love John Cena, but the point being here is, is that it just doesn't, the anger is misplaced with WWE against AEW. AEW fans are professional wrestling fans that are bitter because they're something that they love was taken away from them. And I think it a, and I think that we start understanding each other on Twitter and understanding why they're so angry. Are people really this angry because other people are happy about another professional wrestling show? Are you really that angry? Trying to, they're, I mean, literally, Billy or Vlad and Taylor, they're burying FTR. They're wasting their talent. I thought they were going to be so much better. First of all, FTR, as people and as humans and people outside of the, uh, their business at home, they're much happier human beings than they were in WWE, which, by the way, matters a hell of a lot more than what anybody who loves WWE thinks. Right. Them being happy human beings means more than any of it. And we forget that these people are human beings sometimes. But beyond that, they don't watch the product. So they thought that FTR was being buried. Meanwhile, they were part of a major storyline between MJF and Chris Jericho. And it just goes, and I've seen that time and time again. They're saying that they, you know, they'll say that someone's being wasted and they're not. I mean, look, Nero's being wasted. Before he won that championship, Miro was being wasted. It's like, there's got to be, give AEW a little bit of time to get all this talent over and do tell all their stories. Um, and I would dare say both sides try to figure out why you're so angry toward that side. Are you just, a lot of people, because there's a knee jerk reaction to WWE, to just being angry with WWE. It's the cool thing to do. Shit, we do this for two or three hours a week. Just shit on WWE. It's fun. But the fact is, but a lot of people, they'll shit on it themselves. But again, like I said in a previous episode, they don't want you shitting on it. And then they see somebody, they just don't understand how someone like Jungle Boy who looks like that is over. And you go figure that out for yourselves, folks. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure it out myself right now. But I don't really care. I don't go to my wife. Can you believe this shit, Dana? I don't know yeah, what Dana is. Yeah. You make some pretty passionate videos there, Mr. Valley. I'd say you care. I care when I'm here. When I'm not here, I'm still watching wrestling. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm doing exactly what I did when I was seven years old. Right. So I'm doing it. On so the- you definitely care. I'm doing it on the internet, and then I and I usually masturbate in between watching wrestling. Yeah. Hmm. Not to the wrestlers, though. So that is Be not sure. the reason Chelsea Green blocked me. Uh, what about Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega does not block me. He has like several of my tweets over the years. Not recently, yeah. though. He's gotten bigger. He's he he can't fuck around. I I great really hot picture of my wife and I look beautiful. Um, definitely down and he's definitely by. So, you know, that would have been a good thing. Right. So very hot. He liked the picture I was wearing my, uh, Kenny, the cleaner shirt. Yeah. 
So you would have been down for that, huh? I didn't say that. Oh. Those are accusations I cannot deny or disconfirm. Yeah. That's another option. There you go. Speaking of options, before we get out of here today. Yeah. It's time since this is Halloween. I decided to beckon the spirit of one Macho Savage. And when we come back, the Macho Man Randy Savage is going to grace us with his presence, and I cannot wait. But uh, before we get to that, and before we take this little break, what else we got going on AEW, Mr. Fly, that you wanted to get to? Uh, I'm going to get my Ouija board out, and we're going to have a little seance and then draw the spirit of Randy Macho Man Savage into the studio. I am super excited about this. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, Macho Man Randy Savage in studio. Oh, man, I can't wait. We'll be right back. Whoa, man. That Macho Man. Holy cow. What a character, huh? He's crazy. He's out of his gourd. I thought he was a pretty genuinely good person, though, it seemed like. Still has an axe to grind with Hogan. Knew Hogan was racist yeah. the whole time. That was interesting. Yeah. Baron Corbin, not a fan of Baron Corbin, apparently. I mean, but who is, really? Nobody's happy about Happy Corbin. Comparatively speaking, he's nothing but garbage. That's what he kept on saying. <laughs> so anything, what do we got going on this week in WWE on the horizon for this great weekend ahead of us? We got... Brock Lesnar will not be on SmackDown. He's going to be suspended, so he won't be around for a while. So who will be the next person to step up to the head of the table? Mm. You would assume they start pushing towards Survivor Series already? I don't know if they're going to do that. There's going to be somebody in between. It's going to be like, I saw that there was like a, 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 a fan like poll up there for like who should Roman be going against. And it was like Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, um, who the hell else was it? Cesaro, and then there was like another guy that they had in there, and I could see them throwing Jeff Hardy at him. Yeah, yeah, Jeff another Hardy, legend to go get. Jeff Hardy has spoken about bringing his character Willow in, so maybe have Willow. Ooh, ooh. I never, I didn't watch ooh. TNA, so I don't. Yeah, seriously, who gives a shit? Well, nobody cares about Willow, Jeff. <laughs> You're mean. I'm sorry, but like, really? Has anybody ever said, oh, I don't, well, fine. I, I guess he'll block me before I get a Twitter account. It's like, really? It's like, oh, <laughs> has, has anybody ever said, like, oh, man, I got to go get a Willow shirt? And it didn't pertain to the movie. Didn't have David Bowie looking beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous in some, some men's eyes, right, Mr. Valley? Not mine. Of course not. Was was he he was in was he in Willow or was he in Dune? No. Um I think he was in Willow. All right. It's right. He was in Labyrinth. Labyrinth. So he wasn't in Willow either. He Willow Willow was Val Kilmer. One of your favorites. Uh in what way? Oh, I used to be a big fan of Val Kilmer fan. Personal uh, I guess so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. We used to hang out. Yeah. Hey, happened. I used to play beach volleyball with them. You guys work together. It was good. Good relationship. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, what we got going on for the rest of the episode. I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple things this weekend. I'm not sure. I, I would say that would be the way to go if you were WWE. Um, what is, what's going to happen with Charlotte? Is there going to be any repercussions? Is going to are they going to get her to drop the title ASAP? I'm curious if if Becky Lynch had a, a promo on Raw tonight. She did and did not mention anything. This is ridiculous. Nothing happened. She mentioned that she made head. She mentioned how she made. She's made nothing but headlines since she came back. That's a cop out. She should be. She forget it. Don't get me started. Especially as we're winding down. I tell you what. I she was doomed when she was on that meteoric rise and they booked it like shit. She was doomed when they had her apologize to Triple H. Yeah. The fuck you attitude she had was broken. Yep. And then she followed that up with a botch finish at the first women main event in WrestleMania. Yep. It's not a happy little story right there, folks. Yeah. Maybe so, if Charlotte uh, was at the end of that, maybe if Charlotte was part of that finish, she wouldn't have been botched. Just putting it out there. Hmm. And on that sarcasm... I wasn't, I mean, but seriously questioning it. That is not sarcastic. By the way, when are we going to have Cat of the Love Muscle on? Is that his name? The, the Love Cat? Oh, we have to arrange for this then. We have to have, we we're going to have the Love Cannon on for our AEW pay per view special, which I'm really, should, the first pay per view special. You should, are you excited? You should dip into your cryptocurrency and fly him up. I mean, I, I could. I can, I can send him for I can buy him a ticket first class after what I did today. Woo! The Empire Valley is on the way back. Go to the spirit.com, spiritair.com, and get him the best plane, best seat on that plane. We'll, I'm sure he'll appreciate we'll, it. Just, we'll probably just zoom with him. We'll have to teach him how to use the internet, but it'll be good. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might need a lesson or two. <laughs> and so uh, the one other thing I did want to bring up, uh, AEW is going to be, I'm, we're going to know, I think we're going to have a much clearer picture on a lot of things, particularly off full gear after this week. When we're talking next week, we'll have things will be a little bit more crystallized. Full gear is only a few weeks away. What is it? Not next. So it's two weeks from this two week. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So we are, uh, absolutely. So we're uh, a little three, just under three weeks away. Let's be fair. Um, yeah. Well, but it is being aired on Wednesday, so it's almost two weeks. You're right. You were thinking ahead of me. Sorry about that. Yes. I'll have to just edit that whole shit. This is not going to be as easily edited as last week's was. Definitely will. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were screwed when Macho Man said uh, something about Mongo. Yeah, that he was off the rails from that point forward. It just was. And that wasn't even the worst part of that segment, by the way, folks. That's the only, that's the worst part I let on. Now I have to leave it on, by the way. If you were wondering if I was going to leave it on, Taylor, we're going to leave it on. I don't even know what to say, man. You're going to do what you're going to do. Maybe it'll be an outtake. Whatever you want to do, you figure it out. You, you'll see the video yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You'll you'll be able to take it from there. You think I'm gonna chicken out? I don't know. I don't know. You caught me off guard with it though. <laughs> I didn't catch you off guard. Macho Man already savaged it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Macho is just a loose cannon. So, but what was yeah, we worse? should wrap what it up. Was, was that worse or was let's wrap? We got to start wrapping it up, man. What's worse, that or Vince McMahon talking to Roddy Piper in hell on his documentary? <laughs> uh, the Vince thing was bad. I didn't like that one bit. All right. He's already dead. At least Mongo has a fighting chance still. Oh, all right. We're going to get out of here. The one last thing I do want to bring up is that going into the last pay-per-view, I was down three matches. And in one foul uh, loop, Silicon Steve Valley tied it up. But now we are knotted at two with full gear and Survivor Series. Impaler, any last words? Uh, none. Not at all. Save the best for last. Zip it in and zip it out. We'll see you later. Yeah. Thank you for listening to High Spots Cheap Coffee. We'll talk to you guys today. Here in the class.
We'll I'm sure he'll appreciate we'll, it. We'll, we'll probably just Zoom with him. We'll have to teach him how to use the internet, but it'll be good. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might need a lesson or two. <laughs> and so uh, the one other thing I did want to bring up, uh, AEW is going to be – I'm. we're going to know – I think we're going to have a much clearer picture on a lot of things, particularly off full gear after this week. When we're talking next week, we'll have things will be a little bit more crystallized. Full gear is only a few weeks away. What is it? Not next. So it's two weeks from this two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So we are uh, absolutely. So we're uh, a little three, just under three weeks away. Let's be fair. Um, Well, but, but it is being aired on Wednesday. So it's almost two weeks. You're right. You were thinking ahead of me. Sorry about that. Yes. I'll have to just edit that whole shit. I'm, this is not going to be as easily edited as last week's was. Definitely will. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were screwed when Macho Man said uh, something about Mongo. Yeah, that he was off the rails from that point forward. It just was, and that wasn't even the worst part of that segment, by the way, folks. That's the only, that's the worst part I let on. Now I have to leave it on. By the way, if you were wondering if I was going to leave it on, Taylor, we're going to leave it on. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. You're going to do what you're going to do. Maybe it'll be an outtake. Whatever you want to do, you figure it out. You'll see the video yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You'll you'll be able to take it from there. You think I'm going to chicken out? I don't know. I don't know. You caught me off guard with it, though. (laughs) I didn't catch you off guard. Macho Man already savaged it. Yeah, that's true. That's Macho is just a loose cannon. So, but yeah, worse? we should wrap what it was up. Worse? Man. Was that worse or was let's wrap? We got to start wrapping it up, man. Well, what's worse, that or Vince McMahon talking to Roddy Piper in hell on his documentary? <laughs> uh, the Vince thing was bad. I didn't like that one bit. All right, he's already dead. At least Mongo has a fighting chance still. Oh, all right, we're gonna get out of here. The one last thing I do want to bring up is that going into the last pay per view, I was down three matches, and in one foul loop, Silicon Steve Valley tied it up. And now we are knotted at two with full gear and Survivor Series left. Impaler, any last words? Uh, none, not at all. Save the best zip, for last. Zip it in and zip it out. We'll see you later. Yeah. Thank you for listening to High Spots Cheap Tops. We'll talk to you guys later. Here in the full lesson. All right, man. Bye. No, nah, man. I'm exhausted. I got to go crash. I'm sorry. Yeah, I meandered a little bit tonight. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where this is going to end. <laughs> like, come on. going to go. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're still polite about it, even though it's like you're clearly like, all right. <laughs> Let's punch out. All right, you're good, man. All right, Holmes. I'll catch you later. I'll see you later, buddy. Take care. Peace. Bye.